ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all you other smelly sons of guns out there. I don't even... Hey, hey, hey. They Everybody soap. else, sit down, be quiet, and listen to what a real man sounds like. That's right. Go so, on, sorry, should I, on should I start week. talking now? It's all rude <laughs> this week. No, Dave. Jeez. It is Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat, and I am... Sean Hood, alongside Mr. Dave Taylor. How's it going? I, I got bars of soap for everybody. So. There you go. See, we need them. We need them for these trucks. Yes, guys. yes. Uh, no, but we are Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat, FM 99's first and only WWE wrestling podcast. And there's a, we'll get the contact info out of the way right away because, you know, we have to. Uh, FM99.com is the easiest way to find us. FM99.com, right under the media tab, ESPR. Just do that. Or you can go on most of your major podcast apps. Just search ESPR. You might need to type in WWE just to clear it up because there's coffee podcasts, believe it or not. Uh, Facebook.com slash ESPR99 if you want to interact with us. Twitter at ESPR99 and ESPR at FM99.com. That is actually our favorite way for you to interact with us. There's also a spirit decor. So There's what? A spirit decor? Whatever that is. Esprit de corps? Yeah. What's, what do you mean? Esprit? I don't know. Is that a clothing store or something? Oh, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it military uh, related? Uh, it's, a, well, it's a feeling of pride and fellowship and yeah, co- yeah, community yeah. loyalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what so, that is. But yeah. that's not us. We're just, we, we don't have a common loyalty shared no, among members of a no, particular, no fellowship, no feeling until, of pride? Until we have, until I don't know, until we have shirts or something. I'm not, I'm not holding my breath on that. Uh, <laughs> no, Dave, stop it. You'll pass right now. It is episode 38. <laughs> 38 inch and closer to our midlife crisis over yes. here. Getting 38 weeks of this. How have you guys done this? For those of you that have been listening since day one, like I think Chris Williams and Jeffrey Dietz and a few yeah. other people have been listening That's since day one. A lot of new names one. popping up on our oh, uh, Facebook yeah, a lot of page. New names, I love it. great, but I just, the people that we've been seeing since the beginning, <laughs> how do you guys tolerate us this yeah, much? Yeah, thank you. Um, all right, so I guess we got a lot to get to this week. There's some big stuff that happened this week. Uh, really one super big thing that we'll talk about. That's going to be, you know, we'll go ahead and get to it right now. Yeah, why not? In the news. And here's our fancy news music that Dave found, and I love it. Good job. Oh, thank you. Thank it you. It was really good. I was pleasantly surprised <laughs> last week. Uh, we will go ahead and start with this just because, why not? Uh, WWE has announced that the Dudley Boys are going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, and they're going to be inducted by Edge and Christian. I think that's a fairly good choice for Absolutely, for yeah. 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 Um, another, some people saying that it should have been Paul Heyman. I could see that. But I think it's still is he still playing a character right now on television? Why not go with somebody who's not? Yeah, yeah. yeah Paul can't be the guy until he's not the guy. right? And since he's doing the whole Brock Lesnar thing, you, you got to keep him in that character. Yeah, so, and I, mean, I agree. You could do it outside of it because it is, you know, the Hall of Fame, and you kind of break it for that night. But why? Edge and Christian worked just fine. They had a, a long time feud rivals. And, yeah, I think that I think that was a good choice by them. Uh, the only other option I would have said would have been maybe the Hardy Boys. Yeah, the know? Hardys. Yeah, so, yeah. You were going to like bring Spike Dudley back for that. So. Yeah, something along those lines. Could've, I, <laughs> I suppose there's other guys you could have gone with with ECW background. Rhino could have done it. Yeah, or something like that. But uh, you know, I, I again, Edge and Christian, I think are a great it, choice. It gives them names. I mean, that that's a pretty recognizable name. Yeah, for sure. And there really wasn't a ton of news this week, so that's usually good because usually when there's a lot of news, there's bad stuff happening. Yeah, but there was good so, news regarding yeah, like, No, no, this is great news. This is the greatest news that I think I've heard in wrestling in a very long time. Um, and a first, as far as I'm aware, for contact sports, somebody who was told they had to retire due to concussion symptoms, uh, issues from concussions and seizures and whatnot, got cleared to come back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you guys are familiar with who this is, but uh, we'll give you a little hint real quick. Yes! 
Yes. They can't see yes. you. They can't see you pointing yeah, up in the there. air. They know what I'm doing, Dave. Why well, you gotta ruin everything? I'm gonna call you Toby from now on. Jeez. <laughs> Um, yeah, WWE cleared Daniel Bryan on Tuesday to return to the ring. That's amazing. I, I, I was shocked because um, and not not knowing if they were going to lead up to this for you know the WrestleMania, what's going, which obviously seems to be the case now. But I'm just saying, I told you this was going to happen. But um, you know, but apparently, reading some stories, it wasn't really until recently that he got 100 percent cleared. But the, maybe they assumed that he's going to be fine or whatever else. Obviously, they had other options if he, if he wasn't going to be there. But. I again think that they were holding off in order to build drama for this whole storyline going into WrestleMania. Because if they had announced it way out, then it would have been very obvious. Up until now, we've all been guessing, hoping, maybe praying. And then we started seeing it. Last week even, they were talking about it in a lot of reports saying, oh, well, maybe Shane will be against them with Daniel in his corner or something like that. Or maybe Daniel will be a special referee or yada, yada, yada. Yeah, because we talked about there would be you know, two special referees because we still thought yeah. Daniel would be like a like somebody who's going to turn heel at this point. Yeah, nope. Hey, look at that. It looks like Not Daniel now. is going to return. And the most likely scenario here is Daniel and Shane. Take on Sam and yeah. uh, Sammy and Kevin at Cammy, WrestleMania. Yeah. No, we're not saying that, Dave. Ever, <laughs> ever. Um, and hey, I'm all in for that. If it gets Daniel Bryan back in the ring, I'm thrilled. I would say don't put him in the ring until WrestleMania. I don't want to see a match yet. Save it for WrestleMania. I, I think they're going to save it because that's yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, I, sell nine ninety nine. Yeah, I think they will too. But uh, you know, they've done dumber things in the past. I just think you save that moment for when he finally comes back out in his gear and everything. For WrestleMania, dude, I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my mind. I'm I'm I as, as much as people try to pretend like this is a bad thing, I'm gonna mark out big time about this. Like when he came out and gave his speech on Tuesday, it's emotional. It's great. That's the one thing Daniel Bryan has always had. He's not an amazing actor, but he connects with the audience on an emotional level that you believe, and You're that's right. more important than anything else. And you said marking out, which yeah. I know you're gonna do. I'm gonna do. But the audience, just when he came down to that ring, I mean, yeah. his popularity. Oh, my God. You, you know, I mean, Roman Reigns, you know, they're going to be at the same show. I don't know say, but Roman is going to get the total opposite. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel get. Bryan gets the closest thing to a quote unquote stone cold pop that you're ever going to hear again. Yeah. And before it was called the Road Warrior pop and whatnot. But it's, it's, he gets the closest thing to that since then because I, you could, I, you have almost never found a guy who is so unanimously loved by the WWE Universe since Stone Cold Steve Austin. I, at the time when he had the whole Bray Wyatt thing going on and when they had the steel cage match mm-hmm. and they lost and they took off the the uniform, if you will, of, yeah. the, uh, of the wife. And, and the the crowd that night and the chanting was, to me, one of the best nights in oh one of his career, but just in the history of the crowd. One of those just, moments. That, that was just one of those moments that was, uh, I mean, undeniable, just a, a star-making moment. We yeah. saw the connection the crowd had to him. Like, we knew the crowd was into him. Yeah. But just there was something about that night. Yeah. That, yeah. Because, I mean, he led those yes chants forever. Yeah. And they were loud and they were long. It was it was just amazing to watch. Um, and I'm thrilled he's back. I'm so excited. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that as we get into SmackDown and everything. Uh, yeah, because some stuff surprised me with with how much how physical it got for him. I, he did get quite <laughs> physical, so we'll get into that. Don't worry. But we'll start at the beginning of the week as uh, it is time. At some point, we'll think of some way to segue better into the shows. Like we have the news music now. We'll think of something for the shows. Yeah, we need a sound effect or something. But we don't know what to do yet. This is a process. Thirty eight weeks <laughs> in, it's a process. Uh, all right, so we'll start it right off. It's in no particular order. Uh, I've just got notes here on things that were big from the show. Uh, Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. I thought that was very well done. 
Um, the only thing that bothers me still, Eric and I were talking about this the other day. Enough with Ooh. the fake cops. Yeah. Enough yeah. with the fake. We all know they're not real cops. Nobody believes they're real cops. And I, got, I know it says U.S. Marshal, so it's not. They're not trying to pose as like cops, cops or, or sheriffs or anything. But just it's not believable. Just use security. I, I you know, security. You, they hire a security group. So I like I believe that they get some big security guys. Yeah, bring yeah, out, you independents know? or whoever they get from. Somewhere. Like, why yeah. would you have U.S. Marshals there unless you <laughs> planned on somebody breaking the law? Like, and I mean, what isn't Marshals like across state lines? Isn't that what that is? I, like, I think so. What did he do? He didn't. He didn't transport firearms from the next state over and bring them to Raw. I mean, he he was just showed up at Raw. So I mean, I feel like that wouldn't have been a big deal. But regardless. They're they're clearly in full blown stone cold mode right now because Try, yes. they've got the cops arresting him and he's fighting off the cops and everything, which was a little awkward how that went. Now Roman was swinging for the fences on those poor guys. Yeah. I was like, oh god, <laughs> <laughs> Roman was swinging for the fences on those poor dudes. But it happened a little awkwardly. Like the guy grabbed Roman's arm and Roman stopped and gave him that look like for a lingering couple of seconds, and he was like, "Don't touch me." And I was like, mm, you should have just snatched your arm away immediately and said, don't touch me and yeah. just kept moving. It just seemed weird. It seemed too staged at that point. You know, that was one of the great things about Austin. And even Lesnar, we remember this. Remember that happened with Lesnar and The Undertaker? Yeah. Uh, when Lesnar was in back and people were going to touch him and he was flipping out. He's like, don't touch me. He's like, you know, and he was, it would seem genuine. Like he was like, nobody, nobody better touch Brock Lesnar right now. Roman, it just didn't come across quite that way. But again, he was swinging for the fences on those poor guys. Uh, whoever those guys were that were dressed up as the marshals. But then what had what pretty much expected to happen happened. Uh, Brock Lesnar's music hit, and he comes out and delivers a hellacious beatdown to Roman Reigns. That was – was the crowd chanting you deserve it? Did I hear they that right? They did chant that at Roman. That's they that. That's not what they Roman. want going into the mania. If if, if he's no, going to be the that guy. That being said, they did do that. But then remember, Roman gets put on the stretcher, and Lesnar comes. They hit his music again. Yeah, I know. He's, I he's like, back. To, and I thought this was a mistake too, because the camera's on Roman, and you see Roman panic. You know what I mean? And don't get me wrong; I'm not saying the dude shouldn't be worried that Brock Lesnar's. But he's back. in a gurney. He, I get that, but know. but you can't show your top babyface panicking like that. Doesn't do anything positive for him. You know what I mean? You're not going to build sympathy. You're not going to. It makes him look scared, and that's not good. You don't want that. You want him. I mean, he should have just looked like he was in so much agony he couldn't even react. Yeah, that would have been smarter. Um, but Lesnar comes back out, dumps him <laughs> off the thing, drags it around. I mean, he just he. By the end of it, Lesnar was getting booze. And I, to me, the most impressive thing all week that he managed to get booze for beating up Roman Reigns. Uh, well, I, I think because of the fact that he was helpless. Yeah, in, but in that's spot. what I'm I, I, I took it to that level. Where, and it was a great segment. I mean, this, this was, they did a very good job with it. And I'm, I'm into this storyline right now, and I do think they're going to have a great match at WrestleMania. So I'm looking forward to it. People can poo on it all they want. Why? But guys, can we just wait and see if we enjoy the match first? Because you're just waiting for the inevitable kick I out of the whatever, F5. Whatever. Spear, spear. So we get the so we get the, the the ending we all expect to happen. That's that happened for 20 years with the Undertaker. Why are we surprised? Why is it a problem? You know, I mean, hell, there were some Undertaker matches that were literally nothing but sit up, choke slam, on you know, tombstone match over. And, and you there were some that weren't even that. I mean, you can say with Hogan matches, but Hogan had charisma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, see, I think Roman has charisma. He just doesn't always get to. Sh- he, they don't always portray him in the right way that it he. He's not one of those guys who oozes charisma. He has charisma, but he's not oozing charisma. Hulk Hogan oozed charisma. Stone Cold oozed charisma. You can put those guys in anything, and they were great. 
Roman has to be presented the right way for his charisma to come across. Otherwise, he just kind of comes across like a dude. And, and, and that's where I have a hard time. I know he wants to be like to be the guy, and you got to sell the merch, and, and maybe kids like him. But that's always like always been the thing that's worked with Cena and and you know and the other guys. I mean, Undertaker had the Mystique or whatever else, but Stone Cold and the Hogan's and the Macho Man's of the world. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't seen that with him yet. No, I haven't either, and I just don't know that he's going to get it. And I feel so bad for him, in all honesty, because let me tell you. He's a talented he, guy. He's a talented guy, and uh, he, ooh, man, he's not. <laughs> he is not going to uh, do very well now that Daniel Bryan is back on the active roster. That is, that's, I think I heard. I tell you one thing: that was a saving grace for him because with Daniel Bryan gone, you didn't have one guy who was monstrously more popular than everybody else on the roster, including you. Um, well, you also got Braun Strowman to worry about. I mean, yeah, but Strowman and him, I mean, they, they, that worked out for him, believe the, it or the not. The match has been good and yeah, everything else. I, mean, good. It, that I actually think that helped Roman in that regard going through that feud. I think that helped him a lot. But but, um, but Braun's popularity right now is... Oh, yeah, is, but it's not is, it's not Daniel Bryan popular. No, no. Daniel Bryan popularity isn't, again, it's an uncanny thing nobody can parallel. And unfortunately, because of the time frame it all happened in, Roman and he are are like neck or neck and neck as far as where the, where the company had them at the time. And so the company, the the fans rejected Roman for Daniel. That's the way the crowds ended up going. And so now Roman is always kind of labeled that way when Daniel Bryan is going to be active. When Daniel Bryan was just a character and he was doing the general manager thing, not as bad. Well, but now, yeah, that he's back being, to, now that he's back, back being on the roster, it could be rough for him. But anyway. That's why I got to keep on SmackDown. <laughs> God, they better. Because I got to tell you what, and we'll get to this again, but in SmackDown it felt instantly more important. All of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, the other, uh, let's see, we're talking about uh, Braun Strowman versus Cesaro. That was pretty fun. Uh, hard hitting. Cesaro, yeah, Cesaro yeah. holding his own. I like that they didn't just have him get killed by Braun Strowman. Yeah. Well, Braun's it, selling a little more than I was used to against one guy, but Cesaro's very strong and he's very technical. I, so. Absolutely. I, I have no problem with that, but you need that because you don't want to have him just destroy him and, and probably Sheamus on Monday going into the tag match. You exactly. have to make it look like they have a chance to win. Right. Well, that's why he needs a partner, and it better not be James Ellsworth, or I swear to God, I will skip the match. Hawk Hogan's coming back. Uh, that's fine. Good. Whatever. I'll take it. Just not James <laughs> Ellsworth. Anybody. Uh, John Cena out again. His promo wasn't as good as it was the week before. So it was fine. It was fine. It was. It was. It got better as he went. But then it ended with the Kane thing, which was just weird. I thought that. I thought that payoff was fine. I, I, this is promo now. He's becoming too whiny. It's not John Cena of. Well, it's, well we've been saying that for weeks. Yeah, that he, that that's the way he's I'm not. Across. But I don't feel like I don't know. I don't mind him calling out the Undertaker for this stuff because he's right to a degree. Undertaker is just sitting on his haunches and Cena's carrying all the water, trying to make this thing important. And the Kane thing I didn't really like because the hell does it matter? The hell's the significance there? Just standing up for his brother as and I then do he'll that get quotations. And by an AA next week or something, and what? who cares? Like, I mean, there should have been more. I'm saying there should have been more to it than just him walking out and choke slamming him because Kane and him have never been on the best terms as far as Undertaker. So I don't know. It always comes and goes. Yeah, well, so, what, I don't know. It just seemed eh to me. I was like, really? Okay, sure. But he's just going to get pinned on an episode of Raw, and maybe that's when Undertaker finally shows up. I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know. It wasn't the best week for the Cena-Undertaker thing. Um, we had that. We had uh, Sasha Banks and Bailey. that storyline progressing. It's fine. You know, nothing. Yeah, it, it seems that at this point, probably during the Battle Royal, somebody's going to eliminate somebody, somebody and, yeah. and then we'll find out They're who's They're really dragging be. it out. 
Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Asuka. Got to be honest, not their best match. It really wasn't awesome. I, I think it was more of an angle to set up. Yeah, but it was a long angle. It was. It was a long, flat angle just to set up where they wanted to get to with Nia. And again, I'm fine with it. It just, I wish it had gone faster because the match, the longer it went, the more I was like, this is not a good showcase for either woman. And they both have big spots coming up. Is is and they had the of course we'll get to the mix max thing. Uh, is is the streak for Asuka like is it tiresome to you already, or do you think? No, nope, I'm fine with it. But here's the problem: my heart is broken a little bit because I remembered something. I went back and looked it up. Asuka is not undefeated in a tag team match. No, she lost a battle royal back in NXT to Eva Marie. And I'm not kidding. You can go look this up, guys. Eva Marie won a battle royal? Eva Marie won. This is back when they were trying to push her on NXT and make her a heel, which actually was working very well for them. Um, And then she just, she got injured or something or whatever it was. She wasn't progressing as well in the ring as they would have liked. She was progressing. She was definitely improving, but she was still far behind where the other women were. Um, So I don't know. It's, It's, it wasn't great. But in any event, I think they're hoping we forget about that. And somebody told me, well, I don't think they count that. It was a battle royal. And I was like, nah, 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 because she was just in the Royal Rumble, and they talked about her streak there. And the Royal Rumble is nothing if not a battle royal. Yeah. Well, uh, but they did later say, like, she's never been pinned. She's never been submitted. So right. they are tweaking see, I that. I hate qualifiers. I hate that. Tell me undefeated. That's what I need. That's the reason Goldberg's streak meant something was because he was never beaten in anything until that point. Like, that's an undefeated streak only works if you're undefeated. It doesn't mean, like, I don't, like, okay, say you're in uh, the UFC or something, and you lost in the featherweight division, and you move up to lightweight or whatever, and you've won two or three fights in the lightweight division, they call you undefeated. No, he got his his butt kicked down in the featherweight division. I mean, what what are you talking about? He's not undefeated. He's just undefeated in this division. Okay, well, if the guy who was in the previous division decides to put on 10 pounds, he can come up here and beat him here. So it's just like those qualifiers take away from the undefeated title. And it bothers me now. You're I looking at it now. I, I just watched it where it Eva Marie, the Carmella won the Battle Royal, by the way. That yeah, was yeah. The I just know that Eva Marie eliminated her. She did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's... And she looked good. I mean, good there. I mean, like, like wrestling good. Like, yeah. it wasn't like. Oh, she... no. Eva, like I said, she was getting better. Yeah. She just never got where they needed her to be. No. Um, And she always looked good. But, they, you know, there was always that. But, yeah, it was. It was. It, yeah. it, it really broke my heart when I realized that. And I know there's people listening to this right now. Some of them may have known already, but a lot of them are going, wait, what? Asuka's lost a match? Yeah, back like, in 2016, in January. That's bothersome. That's really bothersome to me is that that happened. But I'm going to try and ignore it for now. Uh, and I, I'm, I'm trying to think of it as undefeated since then. That's what I'm trying to think of it there as. There you go. But it still bothers me that that happened. Um, again, I wasn't crazy about what they did together there. Um, and the only other really big thing from Raw, I don't know, was uh, the ultimate deletion, maybe. Holy uh, cow. That was, that was a thing. It happened. And uh, it was nonsense, and I enjoyed it. It was utter and complete nonsense, and I enjoyed it. It was completely... I, uh, there was a lot of concern backstage. I was reading some stuff about this that Vince McMahon thought it was going to bomb on television. He was not happy with the idea at all. He thought it was going to be a disaster. The ratings came in, the third hour of Raw, which is where it aired, uh, as usual, dropped. Uh, it always does, but they stayed over 3 million viewers. They did, Which yeah. is the key. That's a big success for them because they've typically been dropping below 3 million in that hour. So that's big news for them. So, yeah. hey, Matt kept the thing above 3 million viewers. Yeah, yeah the show, I mean, it was slightly down from the previous week, but still. Still. Uh, 
over uh, three million viewers for a very a long segment. Very long, which I thought Michael Cole in the setup was like apologizing, basically. You yeah, know, I for, didn't like that. That was not my you, favorite. You can't sell. You know, you have to sell this. I mean, unless you're going to sell it as crazy, sell yeah, it as whatever. Don't apologize. Yeah, like it's something that you shouldn't be airing. That it's, yeah. it's you're embarrassed to air. And this is something that like watching the segments, like you can't turn away from. I think like unless you're just like. Not familiar with what happened to TNA, and you can't like figure out like what is he doing. I did have a friend who said right away, right away, when Vanguard One <laughs> shows up and the little hologram pops up, and he uh, he says something about "Welcome to the Hardy Compound." Right away, one of my friends tweeted, "This thing is already pushing my uh, limits <laughs> of disbelief," and I was like, it, it, "It, what are you talking about? Did you never see any of these? Come on!" It's one of the. It's crazy. It's insane. but but you, but you gotta think because I mean, there's a lot of WWE people who don't watch TNA. I, I, you know, like I, I didn't like know I like, Xavier Woods was a great wrestler. But I feel in TNA. like wrestling no was. I feel like the, the deletions were so big that everybody should have at least heard about them and looked one up. They're just say. bizarre. And, and then the pyro part, oh, I so thought bizarre. was you know well, they've done those before. Yeah, too. yeah. But in, uh, in the Hardys versus <laughs> uh, what was it? Um, ah, oh, God, I can't think of the name of the group in uh, Decay. Decay yeah, is what they were yeah. called in TNA. They did that there. We're like, um, we're like, thing, like, what is this? The yeah. one thing really missing from this one that they had in the other ones was a lot of cameos. They didn't have a ton of cameos they could have used. But you still had Brother Nero and, and so a guy on the roster already. And, and his wife playing the piano. Who they revealed ahead of time. And, 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 That's what I'm saying is they revealed all this ahead of time. Senior, uh, is Benjamin or what's his name? We did, Senior Benjamin. Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't get any surprises in that. No. We all knew who they, they were going to be in it. So that wasn't, that was the one thing really missing from it. I wanted to see some some cameos. But the bizarre to say, because I looked at it at the end, well, all of a sudden, you know, he's got the, the whole world in his hands. Yeah, yeah. Literally. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like. So weird. so weird. It was so much better than House of Horrors. And, oh, uh, so much better. But that's because this was supposed to be like that. This was supposed to be goofy and over the top. Whereas House of Horrors was supposed to be serious. And you know, it's just it, it was nonsense, but I dug it. Now, here's the thing. The social media score is what impressed WWE because yeah. it, stayed, it trended number one on the on online worldwide. And I think it stayed there for like seven hours. That's a long time for that is something. That's a long time for something that's not a horrifying event or like an earth-shattering like celebrity death or something. Uh, it, it, it's uh, over a million views right away. Right away. Uh, so that, seriously, so people people did their part. They shared the yeah. crap out of this, and yeah, now not the highest because the Brock Lesnar th- with Roman Reigns and the Ronda Rousey uh, Raw appearance, which we didn't see on television, only mm-hmm. on exclusively on the on the YouTube channel, had right. a lot of views. Now that makes sense because you couldn't see it on Raw. Yeah, uh, which they took it. They didn't have it on Hulu. I, I don't know. have Hulu, but, but a lot I of people know. were like... I was very annoyed by that. I had to go through several different things to watch <laughs> it, and I was pretty annoyed about it. Because they broke it up in the parts, and I'm like, oh, yeah. you know, I'm like, wait a minute, am I missing something? You got to go back and, and, and watch it all? And Yeah, I was really annoyed by that. I um, was really... If they're smart, you know what you should do, WWE? If you don't want to put another one of these on television, fine. Put it on the network. Exactly. Put it on the freaking network. Yeah, I mean, you're going to see it in three weeks on the network, but put that part on there. Just put that that's on there. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I feel like that's simple, you know? You could put deletions as their own thing, original content on the network. Because Matt could do a bunch of these, and you can bring in talent that doesn't necessarily isn't under your umbrella for these one-off things, like they did with the TNA ones. Yeah, I think that's golden, you know. But anyways, it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was nonsense, and we got to see it. An ultimate deletion happened on WWE television. So what happens to Bray? Does he does is he come back know. as Husky Harris? No, he's, he... okay. He got <laughs> Get rid of that right now. He is not coming back as Husky Harris. He's gonna come back as Bray Wyatt. That's not changing. He's just gonna come back as a different version of Bray Wyatt. I think. It's like the Undertaker. It came back as 
uh, the, you know, first he was the, the, the funeral director looking guy and then he <laughs> sort of dressed like a dead man. And then he became a pirate for some reason with bat wings. And then he became the ministry of darkness who looked like a sorcerer. And, you know, then he, he, he always changed. The biker he, and, yeah. He reinvented yeah. himself. It'll be a similar thing. Bray will come back with a new look. I think, cause I, I, I think it is a gimmick that can last a while. If that gimmick if, can last forever, if, if he they, does it right. If, yeah. If they do it right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of that's on Bray. He's going to have to come up with the reinventions for it. You know, we gotta, you got to move on from what you've been doing and come up with something new. The dreads got to go. Not that I dislike the dreads, but you can't. It's, this, it's that look is, is, is established now with Bray Wyatt. You can't, so like, can't the dreads shave gotta his head go. or something. That would be. He doesn't have to shave his head necessarily, but he's gotta, he, the dreads got to go. Um, he's going to have to come up with a new look and a new idea for the character. Bray Wyatt, Bray Wyatt can still be Bray Wyatt, but go less you know, the way you've been, go maybe a little more, instead of sorcery, go, like, legit cult leader, you know what I mean? Instead of being, a like, more sorcery type thing, like, with the magic and the voodoo, go a different direction. What was, because this, this gimmick uh, was, not to say direct ripoff, but Danny Spivey's uh, gimmick, yeah, gimmick, gimmick in the about, 90s yeah. when he uh, came back. Waylon Mercy. Waylon Mercy, that's right. Yeah. When Very just, much like yeah. Waylon Mercy. And then he got hurt, and that was it. Yeah. And that was it. <laughs> so that was Raw. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, so shifting over to SmackDown. Oh, let's see what happened on SmackDown. Oh, yeah, Daniel Bryan <laughs> came back. It was yes. pretty great. He opened up the show, and we talked about that a little bit. It was a great moment, very emotional. Never cried. You cried. I didn't cry. And um, <laughs> it was really he great. Cried. I think uh, one of the coolest things, I like this, that he gave Bree a ton of credit, which, of course, he did. It's his yeah, life. yeah. But I love that the crowd was chanting, thank you, Bree." <laughs> like, that's awesome. The crowd <laughs> genuinely appreciating her. A Bella getting appreciated. Holy crap. <laughs> um, then uh, later in the evening, he interacted with Kevin and Sammy about their attack on Shane McMahon last week. And he said, as a result, you're fired. You know, and I, but I love the next line where he's like, it doesn't mean like, you know, like you can't come back. And I'm paraphrasing a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the door's not open. It's not like you're fired and we'll never see you again. Not right. that angle, but it was like. But I have to punish you. Yeah. Because he even says, I got fired and came back twice or yeah. something like that. He's like, <laughs> he's like, so trust me, you know, this doesn't mean it's over. It just, and they shake his hand and everything and then they turn and attack him. And it's a, it is a vicious attack. But Daniel Bryan fighting back. And fighting back, fight back did he. It was yeah, I, physical. God, did I miss the, the running the corner to the corner with oh the kicks and everything. He was so good. You could uh, tell how excited he yeah. was to be doing it, too. He was so excited. Um, you know he's been wanting to do it for two years at this yeah. point. He um, he looked great. It uh, looked like he hadn't missed a step. The only thing that scared me was there was one of those drop kicks. He came down a little funny. And I was like, oh, God, please stop doing this. He said street like clothes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still... That was a little scary, and then the German he did scared me a little bit because it was a snap German. Yeah, because like, the way you, the speed of that. Could you please? Could you please stop doing moves that require you landing on the back of your head, please? That's all I ask. I, I I'm going to ask him, for, please, Daniel. I know there's no chance you're going to listen to this, but if you, everybody who listens to this could retweet it or reshare it or whatever, and tag Daniel Bryan. Daniel, I am begging you from the bottom of my heart, never ever. Ever do another flying headbutt? No, please never. Do not. No. Don't I, do I, a flying headbutt. I, don't do a standing headbutt. Don't do a laying down headbutt. Forget you have a head. Yeah, please. Yeah, just yeah, don't act, do that. act like you can Act like you have chinaware on top of your neck, and you have to not break it. I, I didn't like that he took the power bomb either from Kevin. Owens. I was fine uh, with that because he got, was all lower back. Yeah, I was fine with it because all lower. The back. impact still hitting them. You know, His head never hit anything. Yeah, His head never hit anything. He was all right. The um and I I'm fairly certain Kevin was very safe with him because you know he knew yeah you know that hey, I, hey. I cannot be the guy <laughs> to give Daniel Bryan another concussion like that can't happen 
Um, but Sami Zayn. But the beatdown uh, looked good. You know, and Owens, I, I wonder because, you know, they're feuding their friends, they're feuding their friends. Like, is somebody going to have a change of heart at WrestleMania? No. Uh, you know, because I, I, no, like, I, I like heel Sami Zayn. I do, too. I do, too. Uh, I because, think, because, they had, because they couldn't figure out what to do with this guy. I think they're just going to lose, and I think after WrestleMania, they're just going to go their separate ways. You may, They'll just stop being together. You know what I mean? Their their personalities can't exist and can't coexist anymore. They won't necessarily feud or anything. They'll just go their separate ways. Yeah, put put, him, put one of them, put Sami, like, a, you know, chasing the US title. Bobby Roode or yeah, uh, Randy Orton. Because, you know what? That feud sucks. I'm going to say it right now. It was awful again last night. I cannot. This is this is the one thing for WrestleMania I am not excited about. This is, and it's sad. You got three guys who who style are all the same. Oh my god, they're <laughs> the so similar. Match. They're so they're plotting stuff. Similar. This needs. I, I I hate to see Randy Orton in a pre-show, but this needs to be a pre-show match. He won't be pre-show. But there's no there's no chance on God's green earth this is pre-show. The Andre the Giant Battle Royal will be pre-show. And maybe a tag team match somewhere. Well, well, the 205 championship we know is on the pre-show. No, it better not be. It I, th- I, think, not I think it's be. destined for that. Sorry. I know. Even, no. even though the quarterfinals, we're going to get that were outstanding. No, <laughs> Dave. It is not going to be on the pre-show. There's no chance. That U.S. title match should absolutely be on the pre-show because <laughs> it's hot garbage. But there's no there's no chance they're putting a title match like that on the pre-show. Not the U.S. title. The Intercontinental title match last year in the pre-show. You're right. At the Actually, arena you're right. With, I'm with wrong. Dean Ambrose. Which so ticked me off. You're right. You're right. Maybe they will. Do it. Do it. Come on. Do it. Um, I just can't see Randy Orton being okay with that. Yeah. Um, and frankly, I don't blame him for where he is at this point in his career. Yeah, and I, I do want, for the sake, and I know you're not like a gender fan. No. But but if they have it during the show, you know, I'd be happy for him because because here's a guy that's been on a long road, been a jobber, been uh, you know, been the battle royalist, if you will, but never had that WrestleMania match. Let him have that match. Guess what? This isn't going to be that match. Yeah, you know, kind of like when Zack Ryder finally like won the ladder. The match only thing this ago. is going to be is this is going to be the match everybody wishes wasn't on the card. So, like, it doesn't do him a service to be on the card. And the sad, the sad part is here, I, I'm begging them to prove me wrong. I'm begging them to prove me wrong. But I'm fully expecting this to be a snore fest. Randy Orton does not have a great WrestleMania track record as far as exciting matches go. It's a triple threat and... Right with with and twenty who was in that and, now? and twenty four. Cena and Triple H. Yeah, okay, okay. So they were in. I there. was at that match. Guys, <laughs> guys with a lot more going on, like as far as like five star main event WrestleMania matches than him. Um, then he also had a really great one with uh, who was it? it was, the other ticket uh, match wasn't bad because that's when his dad okay. his dad came out right. with a cast. Yeah, it was all right. Um, he had the what was it? Rey Mysterio. No, the Rock and uh, Sock Connection one was good too. Yeah, okay. So he was in there with the Rock and Sock Connection, Dave. <laughs> And they, but that was also wasn't a technically good match. It was just a fun match. It, it was nostalgia. Right. Uh, the Ray Mysterio match was with, with Kurt Angle was not good. I, it is, was too short. It was very good. Being short doesn't make it not good. It just means it was too short. That was pro, that was one of his better matches at WrestleMania. It was just short. The um, it it just you know like you said it didn't get enough time. But it was still a good match. And uh, had, but again he was in the ring with Ray Mysterio and Kurt Angle. And I'm not again I'm not trying I'm not trying to take anything away from Randy Orton. It just seems like. When he gets put on the WrestleMania stage, it's up to whoever he's in there with to make it exciting. And, and with the one WrestleMania, I thought was surprised me when he fought Kane and he lost. Cause, yeah, because <laughs> that was like, yeah. I think everybody was shocked. And that was not exciting, <laughs> and that was not exciting. I'm just—he does not have the best track record for exciting Mania matches. He just doesn't. And throwing him in there with Bobby Roode and Jinder, freaking Mahal. The Seth Rollins match was good. And the I Seth think, Rollins match was good, but I think that but the ending was unexpected. What do you remember from that match? Other than the ending, 
The fact that people could not see on the other side because the sun was blinding okay, up for great, most of the so day. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the, I, no, uh, nobody remembers anything from that match except for the RKO out of the curb stomp. Yeah, that's all. And I, you know, and it was a great moment. And, and I, I remember, I do remember the match somewhat, and it was a fun match. It was a good match. But again, the only thing exciting that came out of it was that moment, be- that one be- moment. Because I think that because I think that was a situation where I think a lot of people thought Orton was going to lose that match because yeah. you thought because Rollins had the money in the bank and all this momentum and actually, not knowing I, what was going to happen later didn't. on. I thought he was going to win because I I figured it was going to happen exactly like it happened. I remember having this discussion. I did a podcast back in the day at the time, and I remember having that discussion um, where we were talking about that, and I threw out the possibility that he was going to use his briefcase and make it a triple threat. And one of the other guys on the podcast with me goes, no, that's stupid. And then sure enough, it ends up happening. And he was furious. <laughs> well, and I told him, my logic for it was that the briefcase doesn't have rules. They make up those rules as they go along. Because once upon a time, you had to wait for the other person to get back to their feet. Then all of a sudden, that rule went out the door. You just You didn't have to wait for them to get up to their feet again. And then I was like, and so, I mean, it's it's one of those things. It's like, this could happen at any time, and it, there's no rule. They can, they've never established when you can't use it, so there's no scenario you yeah. can't use it in. Well, although sometimes, like, if so, you know, they, there always seems to be that gray area of, like, somebody's not cleared or whatever else or, right. you know. Uh, okay, other uh, Orton matches, the, the, the debacle, the Triple H match at yeah. 25. Terrible. Terrible I, match. People have tried to defend that match to me. No. no. Get no. out. It was boring. <laughs> now, yes, they did have the unenviable job of what mania was this? This is the first taker what, of Shawn Michaels okay. match. They had the extremely unenviable job of following that. That There was no chance on God's green earth you were going to follow that match. But, but it was a terrible feud. It was, it was the, the buildup was. was I, you know, the feud, I didn't hate all of it. I thought it was at least decent in some parts. But it wore on me after a while, and then the match didn't help. Uh, th- then the next year, taking a l- legacy that uh, DiBiase oh Cody God. Rhodes, so boring. <sighs> That's bad. But be- because Orton and, and DiBiase are, uh, I mean, DiBiase and Rhodes can get on the same page. Now, right. now the match against CM Punk I thought was decent. That, that match was that, decent. That had a good yeah. ending, and then the Kane match, and then uh, oh, totally forgot about this. But this is the Shield match against when he teamed up with Sheamus and the Big Show. Oh, against the Shield? Yeah. The, that the, was good, but it wasn't good as good as the previous Shield match with uh, uh, Helno and um, Ryback. Can't uh, believe I'm saying this, but yeah. that match was better. Because <laughs> that <laughs> lasted like two or, – or, uh, yeah, that was good. I was thinking of um, uh, the New Age Outlaws and uh, Kane. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was very where, where they, like That was like a squash. That but the, but that was that's where uh, Orton and Sheamus the next night feuded, and then the, the crowd totally crapped on their match. Yeah. Yeah, they did. I felt bad for them. I felt a little bad for them. The night after, I'm going to be honest, the night after WrestleMania Raw is usually great, but the night after WrestleMania crowd is usually the worst. A-holes. I hate them. I hate you guys. Um, (laughs) You mean people. You mean. That's right. The triple threat Um, match at 30 with Bautista and and Daniel Bryan, that was a great match. That was great. That might be his best WrestleMania match. Yeah, because it had had emotion. But I'm going to lay a lot of that on Daniel Bryan. For being that, but great he also match. had the spot. I think he did the RKO on Lane. Because on remember the when it was going to be only Randy Orton and, da- and Dave Batista? Oh god, who cared? Terrible. Who wanted to see that match, Dave? Nobody. Nobody. Again, so I'm going to lay that on Dave. Well, Bryan. Vince McMahon. Again, again, <laughs> I, yeah, right. again. I think it is purely up to the guy that Randy Orton is in the ring with to make it exciting. Because or- I feel like Orton's one of those guys who has the potential to work at an incredible rate and have amazing matches. But he has to be in there with a guy who's also doing that. I think part of it is that he hasn't changed much. He's he hasn't a, he, changed. He has much, the yeah. same. 
same wrestler. I mean, like because like Cena's involved. His moves. Yeah, uh, you want to so- knock somebody for never, <laughs> never evolving. Randy Orton is the same freaking character he's been for years. Yeah. At this point, I the only thing that's changed a little bit is when he went from Legend Killer to uh, uh, Viper. Yeah, it changed yeah. a little bit at that point. He heard voices in his head, and all of a sudden, it became a thing. But outside of that, he's the same guy he's been for ten years. Or yeah, something. even when he was with Bray Wyatt, he was the same kind of guy, just supposed to be. Yeah, a but I, I, I actually, liked him more that way. I was actually really into the idea of him with the Wyatt family, and yeah. I was hoping that would have lasted longer. I, I, I wanted him to grow out his beard. I wanted to, you know what God, I mean? That would, that, oh, that would have been great. I oh know. man, can we go I back know. in time? Because they, no. they they pulled the trigger that way too soon with no. Luke Harper and everything else, and. Uh, I don't want to talk about everything from SmackDown because not all of it was worth talking about. But, no, Charlotte uh, won a, or uh, Natalia won a match. Jeez. Yeah, that didn't care about that. No, at least. Um, Luke Harper and Jimmy Uso. Uh, that was that was a good match. You know that, that, that was the right guys in that match. Yeah, and hey, they proved that they can have good singles matches. Yeah, it doesn't have to be tag team. Yeah, and that but, was a fun singles. And match. it wasn't like a complete squash. Like there was no, offense because I, yeah. I, I was like, oh my gosh, like like Luke Harper is going to lose here. I like it because it, yeah, it made it look like the brothers have been uh, the Bludgeon Brothers have been dis- destroying people yeah. at this point. And I like this because it shows some couple of kinks in their armor, which means that you're not expecting a one sided thing at WrestleMania. You're expecting a great match. Now, yeah, you know, it's so it should be it should be good. Um, they they're still dominant, mm-hmm. but. They can. They look like they're not invincible. They can be beat now. Yeah, and that's the thing. You need that opening for the baby face, or else what's the point of watching? Um, other than that, uh, oh, uh, just disappointingly, Baron Corbin and Ty Dillinger had the worst match they've had. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, I'm gonna bring up the botch, but uh, well, they should. Here's the problem: they went with that, and then they did it again. Yeah, and that, mm, mm, I. You, mm, it just looked bad. It looked horrible. Like I get it. You got to find a way to finish the match yeah, yeah. if it doesn't look good enough to be the ending. Yeah. But you can't well, just. You can't uh, just. It. It looked really bad that way. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and I, I get it, but maybe that's in the experience on Corbin's part. Well, it might be on both their parts. You know, and, and yeah. time. You know, because yeah. but uh, you know, throw. Okay, I got throw him outside the ring, but you got to bring him back and have you know Ty go. For, you know, but maybe it's something like hey, we we'll just do the spot again without calling something else or whatever. Right. That, 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 that is on yeah, both yeah, of them, yeah. but. Yeah. Um, I thought Russo, by the way, and uh, and Shinsuke, Shinsuke. I thought that was a good match. Again. Yeah, it was a good match. And then the after thing where AJ took his time to go help him, then it turns out he didn't need him. And I was like, ah, ha, ha, suck it, you know, AJ. You know, I like that because I'm like, this is the one match. I'm, I'm looking forward to some matches. The ring psychology mm-hmm. between these two, mm-hmm. I, 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 this is take notes on this match. I, I have because this is a match. I think both of these guys are going to have that because I think with Shinsuke, because sometimes yeah, I think he's not limited, but. You know, with the promo sense of that. Yeah. So so I think his ring psychology, you know, especially, you know, the whole come on and the crowd loves that and everything. But with him and AJ, I, I like this. I I, I I was happy with how a, you know, they presented AJ there and then Shinsuke, you know, fighting the two guys off. Oh, and, wait. Hold on, Dave. 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 Yeah. We have breaking news. You breaking. need to find a breaking news sort of thing to throw <laughs> in here. Um, right here. And uh, it just, this just in. In an attempt to keep the kayfabe thing going of their storyline, uh, Kevin Owens is now referring to himself as Kevin Steen again. Ah. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. That's interesting. That is very interesting. We'll see how that goes. Uh, it'd be funny if they brought him back and he stayed Kevin Steen. <laughs> but uh, breaking news, he he Kevin Steen again. Yeah. So, is that uh, his, face, uh, his Twitter? Or yeah, just he changed uh, his Twitter and stuff back to Kevin wow. Steen. Yep. Yep. So there you go. You don't have to look it up. You can just take my word for it. Oh, I, I pulling do. Pulling it up like he needs this. to go check it out. But, I mean, they're trying to keep the uh, the fired part of it going. Good for them. I like when they do that sort of thing. I dig when they try to keep stuff out uh, going outside of the ring. Like, I don't like 
to see guys like I don't like Bray Wyatt posing for pictures. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't there like that sort of stuff. I li- I like it when you get these guys. You Bray Wyatt, don't pose for no pictures. Don't don't be shaking hands and kissing babies. Be like eating babies and throwing people. That's the best way to handle that. Maybe don't. That's probably a long. <laughs> so that's SmackDown. So uh, what? Uh, Mark Henry. What about him? Oh, he's being inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Well deserved. Hall of Pain. Hall, no, 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 Hall of Fame. <laughs> um, so that's well deserved. Good for him. Good for him. No guy's been put through more terrible gimmicks than Mark. Henry. <sighs> I, you know what? He came out the other side smelling like a rose. Good for him. He, uh, I remember when he came up and, uh, you know, he it, it was, it was still a little green, but they uh, tried yeah. everything. And, and then it was perfect for him to be in the nation because it, he was still green. It, it gave him time to grow. Yeah. And, and, and the whole sexual chocolate thing. He's the guy that I thought deserved. I know he had the one world championship, mm-hmm. uh, which I was happy he won, but I always felt like he should have more world championships. In his career. I know injuries kind of derailed a lot of momentum Injury, at times. Injuries derailed it. And to be honest, he didn't come into his own as a guy in the ring and a character until much later in his career. I mean, like when he was when he was uh, uh, the the sexual, sexual chocolate, chocolate that wasn't going to Yeah, yeah but, but no, that you weren't going to take but him seriously. But then even after that, I mean, he wasn't there for a long time. He just had, he didn't, there were a couple of pieces missing from him. So, I mean, I don't know that he ever needed to be champion more than once simply because I was surprised they gave him to him once, in all honesty. And I was like, but you know what? At that point, it was perfect because he took the ball and he ran with it. He was great. He and was the, great. the injuries and stuff. And, and one of the best promos, I would I would put this in my oh, top yeah, ten talking about. promos of all time when, the, when he was going to retire for the first time. Mm-hmm. So. So well done. Suckered everybody in. Yeah. Everybody. And then he slammed John, and we all went, holy. <laughs> like, if you say you called that, you're full of it. You're full of yeah. it. That suckered everybody. Because in. I was shocked at what's like, they're giving Mark Henry all this time. To, to that was this. the thing. Yeah. yeah. It was. It seemed like a genuine goodbye speech. You know what I mean? It did seem a little awkward that John was still on the apron, but I figured yeah. he was just kind of listening and, you know what I mean? Just kind of, you know, he, he wasn't standing in the ring, so he wasn't taking up Mark's moment. But uh, it just... It, it was so well done. But one, but one, one of the greatest, one to me, promo, I would say the top 10, because he didn't expect certain things. Amazing. And just, oh, my gosh. Oh, he killed it. He knocked yeah, it out of yeah. the park that night. I think that's when he really, really established himself. Yeah, and I thought he could get a title. Like, you know, I thought, oh, this would be great. He could, you know, they'd have to tail the title, and he didn't He didn't get it back. It was John, yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll move on to 205 Live. The only thing really I need to talk about from this is the main event match of the night which was Drew Gulak versus Mustafa Ali for the spot in the WrestleMania Cruiserweight Championship match. Holy God, was this a great match. How the, – the move off the top rope. The 054. Yeah, like with Drew outside and, yeah. the, and just nailed it. Yeah. And then yeah. he's on his feet. Just mm-hmm. Oh, wait, are you talking about the reverse 450? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, 054. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's great. He's great. Uh, and I really yeah. like Drew Gulak. Yeah, uh, they, they got to get something after WrestleMania. They, they, uh, mm, they need something good for him. The uh, but it was it was a hell of a match. If you haven't seen it, go out of your way to watch it. Mustafa Ali wins. Amazing. Hey, uh, you know, since since the whole change with you know the last couple of weeks at two hundred five, mm-hmm. pretty much they're they're gone from Raw. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but I'm okay with that. Which is good because Raw is a different show. I'm fine with it for two reasons. One, because. You can use they periodically will use the cruiserweight guys on Raw, just not as cruiserweight, you know, division yeah. stuff, and that helps because seeing them in the ring as the cruiserweights on Raw takes away from them when they get used in other things because the purple ropes and everything, and it it just changing it in the middle of Raw always seemed less than 
it just seemed like you it gimmicky. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And it just didn't come across well. Yeah, because because I, I, they change it and they went and use the guy showing ropes. I was like, well, yeah. why are you changing the ropes? So now that they're not on there, it almost seems like when you bring an NXT guy up or something like that. You know what I mean? It doesn't feel less than. It feels like a, just a different show. Uh, let me ask you this question. Cause I, I thought about this because sometimes we do get like a two hundred five live match. I get a on a raw pay per view. Yeah. What if this is hypothetical? Oh God. Okay. Okay. But and your NXT takeovers. That you add some 205 Live. Because some of those guys. The problem there is that a lot of the guys from 205 Live also participate on NXT. So yeah. I think it becomes uh, is it an NXT match or a 205 Live match? Not to mention the fact that the t- the NXT shows are only two hours long. Yeah. I mean, if you added, so. you know, because they like to make everything longer, but if you produced a third hour, could you throw on a couple of. Because yeah, you maybe, would give those but guys. I don't know that I'd want a third hour. I enjoy them the way they are. Because, I mean, other than lately, you know, and they've been, it's been shorter shows I feel like because. Give them the, some time. The, the Takeover, Takeover took the time, or NXT took the time to build to the point where they were worthy of a show like that. 205 Live needs to get there, too. They need to establish themselves for a while as a show that's worthy of a big show like that. And then I think they could do some. Well, I want to see once once the Mixed Match Challenge tournament ends and they can go back to a full show and everything where it's, you know, it's that way. It's uh, maybe these, more of these guys will shine in these spotlights and everything. I think uh, that right now they are. There's more stuff on the show. Well, yeah, because it's less stupid. You had um, Lince Dorado versus um, Hideo Itami, and it was great. It was a really good match. You know? Well, I mean, well they got more serious, is what I'm saying. Now you, yeah. you think. But I'm saying so other guys are getting a chance to shine, even if they're not in the tournament anymore. So it still yeah. works out great. Um, on Mixed Match Challenge, God, I love that show. Asuka and The Miz defeated Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss. Well done match. Very oh, dramatic. so well done because they played it perfectly. Braun just annihilated Miz every second he was in there. And the only chance they stood was for Asuka to beat uh, Alexa, which is kind of, I think we talked about this early on and we figured that might happen. Yeah. But they did it so well. So well. They're all still so much fun. Um, Braun is a blast, especially with Alexa. Oh my God. Oh my God. The teased kisses. Yeah. I'm not one of those people who wants relationships on television to happen, but I was like, oh my God, cancer! <laughs> when Miz hit him in the back and you, <laughs> the Braun's look. face, he was going to. In his mind, I, 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 I hope this is what happened. They told him, okay, so look, <laughs> Alexa's going to grab you and pull you in, and she's going to plant one right on you. Actually, it's probably Vince, so probably like this. She's going to plant one right on you, just all sorts <laughs> of tongue and saliva. And then all of a sudden, the Miz is going to jump you from behind. But I hope that what happened is that's what he thought. Yeah. And then Miz hit him <laughs> before the kiss happened. And so he was genuinely furious because he didn't get to kiss Alexa Bliss. Um, but he, the look on his face was amazing. And Miz ran his damn <laughs> life and it didn't mean nothing. Oh, it was so good. But th- there was a post-match promo on YouTube with a, yep, a great it. interview where uh, where they're going to kiss, and then some guy runs up, Alexa Bliss, I want your autograph. I need, I need more of this, please. <laughs> I, I know that this isn't supposed to cross over to the main shows. I desperately need more of this. Please give it to me somehow. Whether you keep something going with the Mixed Match Challenge, whatever you do, Please, for the love of God, don't give up on this story because I need them to smooch. But I mean, they, they are both on Raw. I mean, what if like that seemed like she brainwashes like because you know, he can't do anything to Nia Jax, but there's got to be something, you know, where where she's protect or he protects her or mm-hmm. he does her a favor or I, I'm sure something like that could happen at some point. You know, you, you know, but, uh, man, but she's you know, 
Yeah, something's got to happen. Yeah. Something because I loved it, and the match was good. The match was that, good. The match was good. Yeah, go out if you haven't seen it, watch it. So now we know that uh, we know that Bobby Roode and Charlotte are going to take on Finn Balor and Sasha Banks because they yeah. were voting. I'm disappointed in all uh, of you. Yeah, I am too for not voting for uh, Gold Randy Rose. Rose and Goldust. Yeah. yeah, that's disappointing. Um, and then finally NXT. Man, there was some great stuff on NXT, dude. Uh, we had an Undisputed Era backstage segment. Did you watch NXT this week, Dave? I see bits and pieces. I didn't, did I you didn't, see the backstage part? I did not. Okay. It reinforces my they feel like the NWO because they 100% do because they're playing the music in the back and we're just the, you know what I mean? And the camera's kind of turning while it's looking at him and stuff. And they're just chilling in this backstage area, just talking about like talking smack about other superstars. It doesn't come across like a normal promo, you know? And I'm like, this is just like the Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan things they used to do when they were doing them, except they're not in black and white. That's the only thing missing at this point. Um, but I, I like it because they're, they're really finally starting to develop a chemistry together, talking and everything. And so that's starting to work out well for them. I, I, I think I'll take them that way because some of the matches I, I – you know, I kind of felt like the uh, the brainbusters, but the totally iron kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But but if it's you know if it goes the NWR, I will watch that part because I kind of skipped through some stuff. Right. You know, Johnny Gargano coming back. Right. You shouldn't have skipped that. But oh, we'll get sorry, to that. sorry. We'll get to that. <laughs> um, th- but uh, anyways, that backstage segment led to a match between Cassius Ono and Adam Cole, which was great. It was great. I loved it. Cassius is still awkward to watch, but he's fun. I. I- I, I, there's something about him that doesn't work for me. I don't know. I, Adam is Cole that he wrestles in a shirt? Is that what it is? You not like that he wrestles in a shirt? Are you body shaming him? No, Dave? I'm not body shaming You're him. Body but, shaming but everything him. I heard, Dave him, called him fat. I saw it. He wrote it on a note and he I, tucked it away in his diary. Everything I've heard about this guy before he came in is yeah. not what I'm seeing here. So, I, I, well, here's the thing. Depends on what you heard. If you heard that he was the greatest thing since sliced bread, then that's true. You're not seeing that here. Yeah. <laughs> but if you heard anything about his matches and whatnot and the style he does, this is what he does. This is kind of his thing. I've never thought it was amazing uh, because sometimes it just, to me, doesn't work with all the same with all of the guys. But they've been doing a good job with the with who they've put him up against in the last like month or two because I thought his match with Cole was great. Really hard hitting, lots of good stuff. I was stunned that Cole got him up for that like suplex neck breaker thing on his knee twice that blew my mind um some i mean just some really stiff shots in this but i i i I think what maybe he needs is is maybe like some squash matches yeah because i I can't remember last time the dudes won a match that's the they're telling that story though in the commentary they're saying that he keeps getting these matches against the high profile guys and then he comes up short like he that that he's blowing it yeah but that's gonna be his story like that that's like dolph ziggler had that storyline yeah, to a degree, but the, I'm, this is true, but there have been lots of guys who've had that storyline, and it's worked for them. We can't always point to Dolph Ziggler and say that that storyline sucks. Dolph Ziggler just didn't work. I don't think that they had a good plan for Dolph Ziggler. And you got to remember, this is being booked by Triple H, not by Vince McMahon. Yeah, yeah. So well, it's a completely I, different way of telling the story. The Devalvatine dream and the, the respect and thing he with got Black. Yeah, he, and... he, he did well. I think he's doing all right for himself. You know, maybe just suck it, Dave. Um, Tomasa Ciampa came out for another promo thing where he didn't really say much, and he's out there, and he finally said something, so that was good. But he's ripping up signs, and he pulls one sign away and rips it up, and it's a dude behind it, and the dude is Johnny Gargano! <laughs> the mask. He jumps over and attacks him, and he gets pulled out, but the crowd was hot for that, man. They wanted them to fight. Because you'd expect um, that. You had no idea. I mean, no. I, I, well, I, I know he's been doing the matches clue. still, but. I had a little clue just because it was a giant sign that was right in front of his face. And I thought to myself it'd be funny, but I didn't think it was. And then it was. And I was like, oh! 
And then Johnny jumped him, and that was cool, and he got pulled out. I'm sure this is going to lead to some kind of, like, you know, unsanctioned brawl or something like that between them. You know, they've had those. Something to get reinstated. Get Johnny Wrestling back in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Something along those lines. <laughs> Even if it's just this one match. He may only get this one against Ciampa, and then he's gone from NXT. Yeah, maybe he loses it, and then it's like, it okay, you got to get out of here. It wouldn't surprise me at all if, uh, well, he could win and then disappear. I mean, whatever. Just Because he's he kind of needs a victory in his storyline. Like, because he never to, to get the got come up the it's, victory. Yeah. You know what I mean? He, the he he never got the win in any of his big storylines at this point. So he I feel like he needs it to close out his NXT chapter. He doesn't really. I guess he could do it without it. But I feel like it would be a nice bow to put on it for him. Um, and then he could move up to 205 Live or SmackDown or Raw or whatever and be one of the most popular baby faces up there because the dude just connects with a crowd. He'd be a good SmackDown guy. Uh, I agree. I think he would be a good SmackDown guy. I think at this point, I never thought I'd say this before. I used to think it was a kiss of death. But now 205 Live could be a good spot for him too. Yeah. You know? Um, and then finally, Roderick Strong needed a tag team partner because he convinced William Regal to let him in the tournament. The Holy Dusty crap. The Rhodes Tag Team Classic. And he chose Pete Dunne, the UK champion, who is one of my favorites right now. And uh, the crowd was pumped. Bruiserweight chance immediately. And they took on Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan, who I love. Those guys are too good to just be a, an enhancement team. They're so good. And they're stiff, man. I love watching their matches. But... The one thing I'll say is that they keep doing this, they keep putting over other people, and they never seem to lose anything. I think because they're always these really competitive. I can't remember the last time those two won anything. I, I they should team up with Ono, and then uh... yeah, no kidding, the, job, <laughs> the new job squad. There but come you on, go. but you know, Mountain Mustache. I mean, come on, Mustache Mountain or Mustache Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get yeah. It right, Dave. Yeah. Get it right. Um, yeah, because they're out because Tyler Bate hurt his knee, so they're out. I thought his partner was just going to be the other guy in Mustache Mountain. I don't remember. I, I thought that would have been kind of cool, but you know what? I thought but, it would have been cool, but predictable. But yeah, Pete Dunn is amazing. So there's that. Pete Dunn is great, and, and that gives something for him. Um, you know, in, in the tournament. Trent Seven. That's the guy's name. I couldn't yeah. remember his name. Yeah. Um. Strong and dumb. Dumped. <laughs> what? Strong and dumb. No, strong and done. Guys, that they. <sighs> what a team. They worked well together too. They 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 just seemed like such a natural fit for each other. Um. I wouldn't have guessed this before. I'm thinking maybe they go to the finals. They may not win, but they might make it all the way to the finals. Uh, I don't know who would win. Actually, you know what? It'd be great if Strong had done one, simply because Strong has had the storyline of not being able to win a big match either. So it'd be great if he does this thing with Dunn, and then they win the tag, the 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 classic or whatever. That could be. Now is that is that is that the finals at uh, Takeover? The Takeover Four. Okay. Somebody. Okay. I wait. No, is it? That's a good question. I don't remember. Darn it! Why would you ask that question yeah. now? Because doesn't he? Because uh, doesn't Dunn have to defend his uh, title? I don't know if he's ever scheduled. If he's he's not always scheduled to. Yeah, he may, but he's not always scheduled. Only to. When, only when they tour Europe that he has to defend the title. Yeah, is no. he? <laughs> he's defended it numerous times here. He defended it against Adam Cole like oh, yeah. two weeks ago or something. Um, which I dig. Hold on, are you looking it up? Uh, takeover matches. Let me see here. Well, just when Dusty does, tournament? Yeah, when is the, when when are the finals of the Dusty tournament? Finals of the. This is us guys with this uh, right on top of things for you. God knows we could do this before the show, but we don't. Absolutely. Well, there's there's so much to cover, uh, as the internet's are taking a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the 2018 bracket. We're almost there. So yeah, settle that so. takeover New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say I think it has to because there's only two more matches before the fi- or before the finals, because now we've got the Street Profits versus the Authors of Pain. Oh, good God, that's gonna be a bloodbath. And Sanity versus Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne. I'm thinking we may get Roderick Strong wow. and Pete Dunne versus the Authors of Pain. You know? 
That'd be so. I, yeah, I wouldn't mind. You know what? Whoever wins that match, I, I don't mind because the authors of pain. I've, I've, been, I've improved so much in the last year that uh, the only one. ones in here. But I they've don't... had that matchup already against Sanity. So. Yeah, the only ones in here I don't really want to see win are the Street Profits. Simply because, not because I don't like the guys, I do. I just don't think they're ready for that spot. I haven't seen a match from them so far that has led me to believe that they're ready to take that. Because I mean, the TM six one versus Authors of Pain finals from before was amazing. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe Street Bob Profits are more than ready, and I just don't know. Maybe they'll blow me out of the water. But at this point, my picks are going to be Authors of Pain and Strong and Done. That's who I'm going to pick to go all the way. And really, I'm picking this because this. Because don't they get a shot at the tag team champions? I, believe, I, believe, I, I think the winner gets that, And yeah. then Strong and Done both have beef, beefs with the Undisputed Era, who are the tag team champions. So it would make sense Story for them to go on and sense. win and then get to challenge them for the tag team titles. Um, you know, Sting and Luger, baby. We'll see if they can trust each other. Street Profits. Heavy That's Machinery. Uh, uh, heavy Machinery is fun. I like them. I yeah, like them. yeah. Again, they're not a, they're not a top-tier team or anything no, like that. No, no, but they're, they're going to – I think the one guy, Dozer – those Dieski or whatever his name is, they call him Dozer, I think. That dude is so much fun. The bigger dude, he's yeah. so much fun. Well, I love it. The sets of crazy stuff they do in the ring. I, I think I think that that's going to give over a time. I mean, it's the new thing. See, you know, it's the other team's yeah. got to, you know, you can't just come in and bulldoze everybody, but but they'll get there. Even though his name's Dozer, he can't, he can't bulldoze everybody. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, hey, hey. So that's it. That's the uh, show for this week. We are done. We are getting ready to get out of here. Um, bye. Uh, we, <laughs> we'll be back next week and. Uh, what do we got? Two weeks till WrestleMania. Two weeks to WrestleMania. Week? But thanks for the nanny DVDs. I'm not going to yeah, say anybody's yeah, name. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, so great. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So wait. So next week we got two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Because next week. Yeah. Because the next Sunday's Easter. So there's no. You know, they're not wrestling. Yeah. WrestleMania's not until April. So we got two weeks. April eighth is WrestleMania. Is it okay? Yeah. So this is a preview preview of WrestleMania next week. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> so well, not really. We'll do other stuff, but. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Before we go, we forgot to bring this up. We said we were going to mention it. Favorite Stone Cold moments. Yeah. Just, I mean, do you have one off the top of your head you wanted to uh, mention real quick? We, I mean, like, you can look all these up, so we don't need to detail them by, by, by legend. Most of you probably remember them. Uh, you know, the, the one that always stands out to me, I mean, I'm, I'm going to, like, skip the obvious, like, Zamboni one, mm-hmm. even though the Cazales in Detroit, was... When uh when they had the power outage at the pay per view for one of the end of your house be uh, be beware of dog yeah, yeah. And, they, and so they ended up having a rematch between him and Sa- Savio Vega where DiBiase goes well you know if uh, if Mike Man doesn't win or whatever and I'm paraphrasing you know I'm gonna I'm gonna quit or whatever because right. he was on his way out to go to WCW well like when he lost. Uh, the next week, that was like kind of like the beginning of the character because he's like, I lost on purpose because I got yeah. tired of this guy. And that to me was like, that always like stood out to me because the dude, like, you know, yeah, you, I, guys, I, you guys like how he didn't pick a Stone Cold Steve Austin moment? He picked a, he picked a, the he picked ring a ringmaster master moment. <laughs> because like, that was the beginning of all that. I mean, to a degree, yes, but it does not, I don't, I don't think it qualifies as a 316 moment. Yeah, uh, okay, okay. Well, Dave. I do get what you mean, though. Yeah, because because that to me was like. But the I beginning feel like if it. we had buzzers here, I'd be buzzing. And and always and always always as a fan back in the Hollywood Blonde days with him and, and uh, of course I could Brian, not Brian Pillman and I was so frustrated with the booking of that and the stupidity with the whole Jim Duggan thing. I just tend to be because it's like okay, you know what? Finally, this is Steve Austin that I liked, and you're not knowing what was going to happen in the next couple of years and stuff. And then when he started stunning everybody and, and cutting the promos, you know, and the Brian Pillman house moment, which you can just never forget because he did. Oh, no, for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, again, yet again, you pick things that are not a, uh, a what do you call it, a. Uh, oh, I got buzzed. You, you're going to get buzzed. Maybe. There we go. There we go. Not 316 <laughs> moments. You picked 
the Steve Austin moments, but not 316 moments. Okay, what what about you then? Uh, I'm going to pick ones that, again, I'm going to stay away from some of the obvious ones, but I'm going to pick one, the one where (laughs) he gives Kurt Angle the little tiny cowboy hat, and they're singing, you know? And he, uh, I remember when Kurt puts on the hat and it looks ridiculous <laughs> on him. And Kurt goes, "I feel like a badass." <laughs> <laughs> Steve's just looking at him, and you got to see a funny side of Stone Cold in that whole thing. And I thought that was fun. Um, there was that, and one of the greatest like buildups to a match ever: the second Austin Rock match at WrestleMania when Austin turned heel. Um, God, it was so good. Remember when they did that sit down promo? And he's yeah. looking at Rock, and he's giving it away beforehand, but none of us caught on. He's giving it away. He's looking at him going, I need to beat you, Rock. I need it more than anything else. And he's like, he he just- Not knowing that this was going to happen, yeah. Yeah, a- we, all, we all are sitting here just thinking he's just being super serious about it or something. And it's just that little bit of storytelling that he did. The look on his face when he says it to The Rock. That promo, I love that promo. I think it's so good that he did. It was so, it, it hinted at what was coming, and none of us saw it, you yeah. know? Um but I love those moments from Stone Cold. I think they were great. Um, I also just pick any any random time his music hit and he ran out and stunned everybody. Like that was, I mean, every time that happened, I leapt There's out of my pop, seat. Yeah. Uh, also, the grocery store fight. The Booker T. With oh Booker. my god! <laughs> <laughs> Remember when he throws him to the thing yeah. and he opens the other part of the yeah. freezer yeah. section or whatever, and he's, he's like, drinking him out. <laughs> he drinks him out. <laughs> dude, it was so good. It, it, that like when he became heel. Like I, I, I wish that I like didn't happen. The run, but, but but there were some things that happened, and the grocery store moment was like, w- was still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't love the heel run, but there was some stuff in there. I enjoyed. Yeah, but the grocery store for later Stone Cold to me, I thought was because the fact that you, how fun for those guys to go to a grocery store. You know yeah. that the WWE is like, yeah. okay, okay, you guys do whatever, we'll pay the bill. You know, and and we'll just close the store down for a couple I hours. Did, I did enjoy when he peed, when he made Vince pee his pants. That was fun. See, I was um, never crazy about that over the whole the gun thing and everything else. I just the bang. It was funny. That was funny. I didn't like the one with, uh, um, oh God, help me, Brian Pillman. I didn't like that one. That one was too far for me. Um, I, anyway, I, I, I thought the setup called, was great. Yeah, cops were called. Uh, people freaked out about that. It was a really bad choice on their part. Um, but I'm not blaming him. I enjoyed him in that because yeah, no, it's, it's not just, his you know, fault. All, all it's the guys that um, um, you know, he was throwing around. Oh my god, those poor dudes! They were just friends of Brian's. Uh, I, I, some one of the guys was later a wrestler. And I, I can't remember who the guy was in that but segment. Really, probably not that pertinent. In all honesty, no, no. It's really, he's going to look it up anyway, though. <laughs> what he's going to do right now. Um, but yeah, so there were some great Stone Cold moments. I just wanted to pick something that were a little a little different. Cause, you know, everybody's going to say the Zamboni or the monster truck, or um, you know, just pick pick any random title win in here or his three sixteen speech. Or you know what I mean? It's that sort of stuff's going to get said, but I wanted to pick things that were a little different that I remember vividly happening in the career of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um, so, yeah, it was a, last week was 316. So, yes. there you go. That's why we're talking about those things. So, again, uh, that's us. That's our show. Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat, episode 38, in the bank. So, next week will be 39. We, we are getting inching ever closer to WrestleMania. Ooh, next 40 week. before, like, the big WrestleMania. How about that? Wow. Oh, 40 will be the preview. Yeah. Look at that. 40 will be the preview. Wow. And then 41 will be the review. So there you go. There you go. Oh, man. 41 is going to be packed. Yeah. Because WrestleMania is always a big event. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to have to do now. an event. We're going to have to do a video for the, the NXT one. We, have, we yes. forgot to do it last time. So we got to make sure we do yeah. a video this I time. I actually watched part of that uh, show, too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we need, to, we need to go ahead and do a video for the TakeOver event as well. 
uh, for the preview and probably the review as well. I feel like those are different. Need the takeovers. You know? yeah, yeah. They deserve their own space to talk about. We don't need to cram them in with WrestleMania because we'll have yep. to keep them incredibly short because Mania is going to take up so much time. Yeah. I mean, look at what we just did here with this. You know? Yep. So, in any event, again, Eat Sleep Podcast Repeat. I'm going to repeat these things to you because they're important. FM99.com, right under the media tab, ESPR. Tell your friends, most major podcast apps. You can search ESPR as well. And Facebook.com slash ESPR99. Twitter at ESPR99. And ESPR at FM99.com to talk to us. And please, like, listen, share, uh, subscribe. And if you're on iTunes specifically, please leave us a five-star rating and a review. We need the rating and the review to help us move up the charts. Uh, the further we move up those charts, the more people that are going to find us, the more people that find us, the more fun things we can do because this thing will become more successful. And eventually, if you can monetize these sort of things, yeah, that's where you get to start doing really cool stuff. So, again, Eat Sleep Podcast. We'll be back next week to do exactly those things I just said.